Hi guys, Coach V here. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I'm so glad to have you with us on today as we get ready to uh, jump into a brand new topic. Uh, I'm excited about this topic. Um, I've got a lot of good notes. I hope that you are ready uh, as we continue this journey. Um, If you don't have a good journal, I strongly advise you that after you listen to this episode or while you are listening to this episode, as long as you're not driving, that you run on over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Transformative Talk with Coach V podcast journal. You can keep all of your notes um, dated by episode. So as you're writing down those transformative truths and those transformative thoughts, those are the things that you can now use as journaling prompts or prayer prompts, um, things that you can reflect on during the week. I hope that you'll get you a copy of that journal on today so that you can keep up with all of your notes. You can go back and read and make additional notes, apply scripture, whatever. But I want you to get the full benefit of every episode of this podcast and take good notes that you can use um, as you continue along uh, your journey to transformation. So again, it is the transformative talk with Coach V podcast journal that you can find on Amazon. It is available now. So until you get your copy in the mail, I hope that you have um, a journal that you can uh, take some notes today. I've got a lot of great notes on this topic, and we're going to be talking about what is your faith looking at? Um, I did this as part of um, a message that I delivered um, at an event not too long ago, I was the keynote speaker. I had the, the privilege of being there, the keynote speaker for this event. And this was the topic that that God gave me. And there were so many great nuggets that he shared. I wanted to be able to share it with you all. Um, and so that I, I hope that it um, is just as much of a blessing to you as it was to me. And I believe those that Uh, were in attendance. Um, And so let's just jump into it. So, you know, of course, we're going to talk about the definition of the word faith. And when we talk about faith, we talk about our belief and trust in and loyalty to God. And if we're really, really honest, how many of us have not fully trusted, completely trusted Um, had full belief in God and how many of us can go even further and say that we have not always been loyal to God we have not always um, heeded his instructions listened to his voice um, done the things that he's asked us to do how many of us have delayed our obedience or completely ignored what he said to do or not to do because we didn't have this faith that we should have in him. Um, I know that it has happened for me. Um, I've, I've felt that God didn't hear me, didn't see me, didn't even care about the situation that I was in. But if I got even more honest about it, it may have been because I wasn't doing what he told me to do and I was doing what I wanted to do. 
And so I expected God to bless a mess that he had absolutely nothing to do with. I wanted him to bless something or finish something that he didn't start, that he didn't ordain to begin with. And so we have to be very, very clear. We have to be very honest with ourselves in having those types of of conversations. And so now I can be in a place that I can quickly check myself when I uh, let my faith uh, start, when I I let my faith waver, uh, when I'm not standing solid and, and firmly and deeply rooted in my faith. Uh, remembering how faithful, how trustworthy God has proven himself to be time and time again, the things that he saved me from, he's protected me from, the things he shielded me from. Um, If he was faithful to do it before, then this is no exception. I have to learn to step back and trust him in the process. So let's talk about some reasons why we... um, are not looking with the proper lens when it comes to our faith. We're spending more time looking at what's going on. We're looking at everything in the natural and what man is saying or what statistics may say or what our family history has said instead of what we know that God is able to do. So one of the first things I thought about was the fact that we are very impatient We treat God like a microwave. Here's the problem. Fix it now. Thank you and amen. And if we're honest, even though we may drag the prayer out or or the petition out, that's really what we're saying. We're very impatient. We want God to do it when we want him to do it, how we want him to do it right now. And we have to realize that God does not operate in time. He's never late He may not come, you know, when we want him to come or when we think he should, but he always shows up and does exactly what he is going to do. We're not going to change his mind and manipulate him to do what we want him to do because we're still trying to feed our flesh. And if we're really honest, a lot of times our prayers are very selfish because we're trying to feed our flesh and we have a personal agenda because we still want to do what we want to do. So we get impatient. And when God is not moving fast enough, then we try to fix the situation and we end up making a bigger mess of the situation as opposed to us just saying, God, I trust you with this, not my will, but your will be done. That's the B side to this whole thing is that we have to truly be open and receptive when God does what he's going to do. We have to know that it's going to work together for our good because we love him. At least that's what we say. So we grow impatient and then we're still trying to manipulate him to do it the way we want to because that's within our comfort zone. It doesn't require anything else. But if you have been walking with God for any period of time, we know that's not how this thing goes. And so we've got to step back and truly have an attitude and a heart posture that is very humble where we stand back and and we, and we wait and we have a heart posture of saying, I don't mind waiting on you, Lord. 
I waited for your very best. I waited for you to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think. I waited because what you had for me was far better than anything that I could have concocted for myself. And it wouldn't have completely, um, you know, taken care of the situation in the way that you are blowing my mind with this and so we have to learn patience and we'll talk about that a little bit later the next thing is we don't trust him we say oh God you know I trust you with with my life with everything that concerns me but then the fact of the matter is we really don't because we're still trying to fix the situation we're still trying to dictate to God how we want him to do it when we want him to do it so we don't really have that complete trust in him we don't have that complete belief in him we'll say it but our actions say differently and that's a problem the last thing I thought about is that we're not taught to have faith like we're taught how to pray it and say it and You know, we know how to, you know, talk the talk, but we are not always really taught to walk the walk, at least not consistently. We've probably heard at some point in time in our life, either from a a family member or a relative or someone that we may have crossed paths with, something we may have watched on television, how, you know, they are a self-made person. I'm a self-made millionaire. And, and the thing that always tickles me about that is that God put breath in your body. He woke you up. He is ensuring that you're in your right mind. You have full use of your limbs, that you can drive to this job to make the money, to you know pay your bills, to take care of your, your basic needs. God gives you the witty ideas and the inventions and the creativity. So you are by no means self-made. Because you didn't make yourself. You didn't create yourself. You don't put breath in your body. You don't cause the blood to flow through your heart the way that it does. God does that. And so we need to make sure that we're acknowledging him first in everything, never taking any of his credit. And so when you say that you are self-made or I did this by myself, you're not acknowledging God. You're not acknowledging the people that God divinely strategically placed in your life to help this thing come to fruition. Um, That is not only a blessing to other people, but it absolutely gives him glory when you try and take his glory when you are so audaciously bold to take his glory that is an issue and there will be consequences and repercussions for that and so we have to be very careful with our words and what we say um, and what our heart posture is when it comes to those things because if we're not careful we'll get very arrogant and get very lost and what we find is that we have this conditional relationship with God this conditional love with God that you know if you do this for me I'll never do it again and the fact of the matter is we just told a lie because he knows we're going to do the same thing again and he's going to have to get us out of yet another mess that we got ourselves into because we don't completely trust him or we think he's moving too slow or he's not going to do it the way that we want it to be done because that suits us best 
let's just be honest about those things. Our relationship with God, if we are honest at some point in time and probably more often than we would choose to admit is conditional. It is based on what we have going on in life, um, the severity of the trial um, that determines our relationship, how we treat him, how we communicate with him, how we relate to him. Um, that plays a big factor. And if we're honest, that is, that's, that's the way we treat the relationship. And he knows that and it breaks his heart and he still yet loves us. He still yet provides for us. He still yet protects us. He still yet shields us. He still yet, um, ensures that everything that we need is, um, taken care of. But we don't have that same type of reciprocity when it comes to him. And that is a problem. Um, And we need to be very mindful of that. Um, We spend so much time complaining about what is not what we don't have, the lack thereof, that we don't stop to focus and be grateful for what we do have and realize that it is so much more than others that they would give anything to have a fourth of the things that we have and we take it for granted and we misuse abuse the 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 blessing that we have of being one of God's children we actually act like a spoiled brat we throw temper tantrums because God's not doing it the way we want it to to be done We think that he doesn't hear us or he doesn't care. No, he's teaching us patience. He's teaching us endurance. He's teaching us to be long suffering. He's teaching us to be gracious. He's teaching us to have compassion for others. You know, there's so many levels and layers of lessons that we're missing because we're so busy looking at what's in front of us instead of trusting the God that has performed miracles for us before, that has been faithful to provide for us before. Where did we lose that? Where did we get off? Uh, where does that inconsistency come in? Is it when things are good and everything's flowing and the way that we want it to flow and or the way that, um, you know, things are not a struggle and things are not difficult and and we're you know it's a it's a it's a season of rest and things are just going great and I think we get a little bit arrogant I think we get a little bit beside ourselves and and then the trouble comes and now we're like scrambling trying to figure it out no we we started we allowed our faith to start decreasing we we started taking God out of the equation We stopped giving him glory. We stopped reverencing him. We stopped praising him. We stopped spending time in his presence. We stopped spending time worshiping him. Those are the things that happened. And so now we're in this place and I'm charging you with the question and asking, what is your faith looking at? I know that was a lot. So let's take a deep breath. And we're going to go to our transformative thoughts of the week. I have to flow when the Holy Spirit is flowing. I can't interrupt the flow of the Holy Spirit. So um, just stay with me. It's going to be okay. We're on this journey together. So my transformative thought for the week um, is this. My faith needs new vision. 
Very simple. Very simple. My faith needs new vision. As we continue this journey of transformation, I believe that it's important above all else that in order for us to truly have the type of faith that God needs us to have, we have to change the way we have to transform the way that we look at things. When we transform our vision, then our thoughts are different because what we're looking at, we're thinking about it different. And when we're thinking about it different, then we can speak about it differently. And as we're speaking about it differently, the thing that happens is that we start to operate and move differently. Then the influence that we have on other people is different because our whole being has shifted. There's a shift that's taken place. And so our faith needs new vision. It needs to completely shift to a different place. It needs to radically um, go to a level that may be a little bit frightening for you. It absolutely will be uncomfortable, but you will definitely reap a harvest if you um, trust the, the process. You have to just see it through. But it's going to start with you having new vision. One of the scriptures that I'm going to reference is a very, very familiar passage of scripture that we um, quote all the time. But I think it's so apropos as we talk about um, having new vision. I think that this is going to be the thing that I hope you will stop and just um, reflect on what your vision currently is. Matthew 17 and 20 says, because of your little faith, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God, for I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if you have living faith, the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And if it is God's will, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. So God gives us this guarantee. He gives us this promise. All we have to do is have faith even if it's the size of a mustard seed. But because we have this little faith, we don't have this trust and confidence in the power of God, little things happen. We get temporary solutions instead of long-term generational blessings. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so we're going to talk about some transformative truths that we're going to take going forward as far as what our faith now needs. So the first thing we've talked about, of course, we talked about the fact that our faith needs new vision. Um, We've got to have a completely different way of looking at things. Our eyes are um, 
it's necessary for our eyes to be opened in a different way so that we are looking with the proper perspective and being mindful that this is going to be necessary going forward because your vision is going to change. Your perspective uh, is going to change. And so we have to be willing to be flexible to have um, evolving new vision. The the vision that you may have um, here in May may be completely different come October, come July. It may be completely different. This is why it's so important to stay connected to the Father because it could change at any time. And so we have to be mindful. Faith requires new vision. And we have to stay connected closely to God to catch that vision and the instructions that go along with it. Because as God gives us vision, new vision, fresh vision, he will make sure that he provides everything that we need to fulfill that assignment. So faith definitely requires new vision. Um, And that's just to further support our transformative thought for the week of my faith needs new vision. Faith also requires endurance. You know, we can't just quit. We can't just give up. We can't just decide, well, you know, this is again, we're growing impatient. This is not going fast enough. God, you're not doing what I need you to do. You know, did you ever think about why you're asking God in the way that you're asking God? Is it because you don't want to get outside of your comfort zone? Is it because you don't really have that relationship with him? Is it because things have naturally just come easy to you before um, and you not really acknowledge him? Um, have you never really been through a season that has really been that difficult? It may, in your eyes, it may have been, but were you looking at that particular thing as spiritual were, or were you always um, looking from it, looking at it from a perspective of um, the emotions uh, connected to it, how um, it affected you know, the, your, your sleep habits or the way you interacted with other people, were you looking more of it from the flesh perspective? And if that's the case, then you're missing the message and you're missing the God moment. Faith requires our endurance. James one, three through four says, be assured that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed. Lacking in nothing. The great thing that I love is that, you know, even in the previous scripture that we read, Matthew 17 through 20, nothing shall be impossible. Here again, scripture's telling us nothing shall be lacking. Um, but it requires us to endure. We have to endure. This is the test of our faith. This is this, this is us showing God that we really, really trust him. We're willing to wait. We're willing to endure, you know, the criticism, the judgment, being ostracized, being misunderstood, uh, being talked about, maybe even being lied on. 
We've all been through those things that we've had to sit and patiently endure. People assassinate our your character. I've had people basically say to my face that I was, you know, saying one thing, uh, but I was some people, you know, but didn't really have the nerve to say, I feel as if you are saying this, but you're really meaning to say this. Um, And so I've had people assassinate my character to my face in a conversation. We have to patiently endure those things. We have to just let it play out. Let the enemy show his hand. Um, It runs, the the, the train will run out of steam eventually and, and, and it'll, it'll stop. It'll cease. If you don't entertain it, if you don't go back and forth with it, if you don't try to argue, justify, explain, over explain, you don't have to do all of that. Be kind. Be generous. Yes, sometimes it may mean that you have to go out of your way. Yes, it may mean that when they go low, you go high, like Michelle Obama told us. But what you will find is that when you do that, that that thing that is trying to challenge you or trying to test you or trying to get you to come out of your character, it has no choice but to say, you know what, I give up. And that's because you stood firm. That's because you were consistent. That's because you were persistent. That is because you patiently endured that the enemy did not win. Yes, it may be difficult. Yes, it may be challenging. But you just have to stick with it, which leads me to my next transformative truth. Faith requires repetition. We don't get to do it one day and not do it the next. We don't get to do it this week and not do it a month from now. It requires repetition. It requires that consistency. First Peter 5 and 9 says, But resist him. Be firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You are not in this by yourself. There's somebody else going through something that is just as challenging, if not even more so challenging than what you are dealing with. And so rest assured that you just have to continue to go through it. Be firm in your faith. Every attack, every lie, every deception, every um, time that you're mishandled, Anything of that nature, anytime those things happen, just stick with it. It requires you to to just just stay with it. It requires your consistency. The Bible tells us faith without works is dead. So we have to continue to work. We have to continue to trust. We have to continue to believe him. We got to stay with it. It's so important. Faith requires our action. We have to actively participate in this relationship. We can't just expect God to do everything for us. Again, faith without works is dead. It requires 
action. It requires us to actively participate. We co-labor with God. He does his part. We do our part. We take a step. He takes a step. We take a step. He may take two the next time. We work with each other. We are not sitting back treating him like he's a genie in a bottle. We have to put some action towards these things. Um, It requires us being proactive, praying, constantly praying, constantly studying. Um, That's another thing that faith requires. Stay in your word, study your word, hide the word in your heart so that you don't sin against it, that you'll have that ready word to speak when a situation comes up, that you'll know what to pray. You'll have those scriptures that you can, that you can call out, that you can speak to that mountain in that it will move, that you can remind the enemy that I'm the child of a most high God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made that I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath that he has no dominion authority or power you have to be able to speak from a place of authority and faith requires you to study his word so and study it consistently so that you can be repetitive in quoting those scriptures when it comes to those hard places and those hard seasons amen finally faith requires focus above all else we have to stay focused in spite of what we see, in spite of what's going on around us, we can have a whole bunch of distractions. We can have so many other things um, going on. But the fact of the matter is, is that we've got to just stay focused. Hebrews 12 and 2 tells us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. The first incentive for our belief in the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority and the completion of his work. That is the amplified version of that scripture. We have to remain focused. Do you ever stop to think about how focused Jesus had to be to fulfill his assignment? How focused he had to be to take the lashes, to be flogged, to be, um, to uh, have, you know, the hairs be pulled out of his beard, to, to, to have a crown of thorns be pressed on his head to have to carry his own cross and be spat upon. Do you know how focused you would have to be? And so if we have that type of vision, we would stop complaining. We would stop murmuring. We would stop being so selfish when God asks us to do something like turn down your plate and fast. When he asks us to spend time in prayer and meditation or spend time in worship with him or just come and sit and let me talk to you. What he asks us to do in the things that we endure are but a light affliction compared to what he did. And even more so. Think about the fact that God gave his only son so that we would have, can have, do have this great life that we have. So he had to be focused that even as his son called out to him and asked if this bitter cup could be passed from him, 
But yet his son said, not my will, but your will be done, Father. Imagine the focus. Imagine the new vision that Jesus had to have to understand that he was going to take on the form of a man, walk this earth, and then give up his life. Imagine how much faith he had to have to endure the ostrac- the being ostracized, being made fun of, being abused, being talked about, being lied on, being pierced in his side, having nails be driven in his hands. Imagine how much faith he had to have to be tempted as many times as he was in the desert by the devil. Imagine how much belief and trust he had in his father to fulfill this assignment. I challenge you to adjust your vision. I challenge you to adjust your heart posture when it comes to the things that God asks you to sacrifice. That we have a different level of appreciation and humility at what we're looking at, knowing that it is going to work for our good. That if God brought us to this particular place, this particular time, this particular place, this challenge, that God is going to absolutely one. 100% bring us through it. And that he will be glorified, that we will have a deeper, closer relationship. We will have an unbreakable bond with him, which is what he's always wanted to begin with. Knowing that even though people may not completely understand They may not like, they may not approve. We are not doing this for the approval or validation or acceptance of man. But we are doing it because we've made a commitment to God and because we love him and we trust him with our lives, the very life that he gave us. So we're just making this commitment to say, hey, everything that we are, everything that we have, God, we give it back to you because it was never ours to begin with. It all belongs to you. What is your faith looking at? I pray in this week that your vision will change and that you will be pleasantly surprised at what you will begin to see because now you see what God has always wanted you to see and that you begin to speak the way that God speaks, that your thoughts are now his thoughts, that his vision is now your vision, that his ways are now your ways. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Transforming to Talk with Coach V. I hope that you will come back on next week. We'll have a brand new topic as we continue this journey to transforming the way that we think, the way that we talk and the way that we show up. And now even the way that we uh, are are transforming our vision, transforming the way that we look at the world and our lives and situations, our trials and tribulations. 
I'm excited for what is happening for you on this journey. I would love to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email at info at vanessaogreen.com. Connect with me on Instagram at I am Coach V1. Follow me on TikTok for inspirational videos at Coach V1. I would love to hear feedback. I would even love to hear uh, suggestions that you have for podcast um, topics, um, things that you would like to hear discussed on the podcast. I would love to connect with you. But until the next time that we meet again, keep showing up and keep doing your work. And remember, I am always, always rooting for you. Until next time. Thank you.